This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest on Bent Notes is Adrian Jackson, OAM. Adrian's been a jazz critic, a jazz columnist, a CD reviewer, the artistic director of the Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues, the Stonington Jazz Festival and the Melbourne International Jazz Festival and in 2019 was awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia for service to the arts, specifically jazz. More recently, he's become the author of a book. It is my great pleasure to wish a very warm welcome back to Bent Notes, Adrian Jackson. Welcome, Adrian. Thanks very much, uh, David. Always a um, pleasure to uh, join you on your show. Adrian, artistically directing Stonington Jazz, Melbourne Jazz and the Wangratta Festival of Jazz and Blues, what was the draw card for you that kept you enthusiastic and engaged in artistically directing these festivals, especially Wangaratta for 27 years? What was that special thing? Oh, look, you know, from my point of view, it was um, pretty much a dream job in that um, I had a, a festival board that I was working for. Generally, they would give me a budget and um, then say, go to it, put, put your program together. So uh, I was effectively my own boss to a large extent. As long as I stayed within the budget and put together a program that worked in terms of ticket sales and... Um, you know, the, the feedback from everyone that attended the festival, I was pretty much given uh, carte blanche to do what I wanted and book the bands that I thought um, should be coming to Australia or the local bands that I thought should be getting a bit more um, attention. What a great way to do it as your your own boss. Was there any aspect of directing those festivals that surprised you in terms of either the musician's interest in participating or, or just the way that things came together? To be honest, the biggest surprise with my Greta was that it worked. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, yeah, when I was first approached about it, um, uh, I got a phone call from a bloke up in Wangaratta who um, said that uh, yeah, they're planning to put on a jazz festival with an emphasis on modern jazz in Wangaratta. And my first thought was, you know, I assumed he was going to um, want me to write about it for the age, but he actually said they wanted someone to coordinate it oh, for wow. them, someone who had some uh, links in the jazz world. As it happened, I was between jobs at the time, so I thought I'd give it a crack, but um, I really thought, you know, this would be a one-hit wonder. They'll um, pull a pretty small crowd and cop a lot of flack, lose a lot of money and lose interests. But the guy who was the... Uh, Chief Executive of the City of Wangaratta at the time, uh, Greg Maddock. He did a very good job of disguising some of the um, costs in various parts of the city budget and um, persuading the councillors, well, look, if you pull the pin on it now, yes, we've incurred a loss. If you stick with it for another two or three years, that loss will just be an investment. On that basis, he persuaded them to stick with it. Have there been any really... Yeah. Sp- Special moments from the festivals that really stand out in your memory? Oh, look, I'd be lying if I said there um, hadn't been at least one special moment every year. So many of them, it's um, 
probably uh, too numerous to mention. but No uh, doubt a few of them in the book. Oh, yes. Uh, and indeed, there's quite a few good stories I would invite to include in the book, but uh, Space precluded them. Yeah, I guess one uh, very special memory was um, the evening before the Zavanol Syndicate performed at Wangaratta. They came into town on the Thursday night. Mark Elias and his band were in town. I uh, invited the members of the two bands to um, join us for dinner. Oh, I guess there was a party of about eight or nine of us having dinner in the um, restaurant of the Gateway Motel uh, there. And Joe Zavanel just held court, you know, talking about um, everything from, uh, you know, growing up in Austria during the Second World War, you know, making the uh, trip to uh, New York, trying to establish himself in New York, and working with Maynard Ferguson, Dinah Washington, Miles. Campbell, all these you know, great figures. Yeah, he was a fascinating man. Um, you know, he had real charisma and uh, no shortage of opinions. So that was uh, a really memorable evening, just um, you know, having a few pleasant meal and a few drinks with him and um, just letting him uh, hold court. Adrian, that is a beautiful segue. Let's have a listen to the Zawinal in Syndicate with Lost Tribes. You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. You are listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9, where my guest is Adrian Jackson, author of the new book, Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues, 30 Years. Adrian, what a challenge to take on writing about 30 years of the festival. Where do you start? Well, (laughs) I did start with an introductory um, chapter that in the end um, got lost in the editing process. I probably went on a little bit too much in terms of uh, what I wanted to include in the book. A number of the anecdotes had to um, uh, face the job for the sake of meeting the printing requirements. That's uh, part of the uh, publishing process, I guess. As I was listening to the intro there, uh, the show Bent Notes reminded me um, of a band that toured Australia and played at Wayne Grotter a few times, the Swedish Jazz Kings, and their trumpeter was Bent Person. Ah, right. Who was always introduced to the audience as not just a Bent Person, the Bent Person. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. I thought you might like that. I like it. I love it, indeed. I might have to look up some of their music so that I can introduce them on Bent Notes, I reckon. (laughs) Adrian, have you ever counted up how many individual performances you have programmed over the years at Wangaratta? No, I, I can't say. It would be a big number. It would, and um, with the format of the festival where it was a multi-venue program, you, the idea was to always have something going on at you know, two or three or four venues at the same time so that you didn't have the problem of everyone in town wanting to cram into the one venue at the one time. Inevitably, the program was packed with all these choices where you'd like to hear this band, but you don't want to miss that one. 
I guess it became a real challenge for the uh, punters to make those choices. <laughs> it's always a challenge to make a choice at Wangaratta. There's so much good music going on. Does everyone, every band that performed get a mention in the book? So, if, for instance, if I think back to one of my early years there and I can remember a band that I I enjoyed immensely but I can't remember the name, can I look it up in the book? Yes. We finished up doing a uh, complete listing of bands that played at the festival each year wherever possible included the full personnel in each band. So um, that is there. Whereas in the text where I've, I've written up the highlights from each year, not possible to include mention of every band that played the festival. You know, the ones that I thought were a notable addition to the roster or put in a particularly interesting performance, that sort of thing. In addition to noting your thoughts and your memories and the lists of all the bands, have you been able to incorporate commentary from some of the musicians who have performed in the festivals? Yes, well, indeed, um, I should add that I didn't just write the book by myself. My uh, co-author is my sister, Andrea Jackson, who's a uh, career journalist, spent time with the um, Sun and the Age and the um, Sunday Age over the years. So she took on the job of interviewing some of the local townspeople, some of the regular attendees at the festival, and quite a few of the musicians, their recollections or uh, commentaries are interspersed um, here and there throughout the book. So some of the international guests like um, you know, Vincent Herring and Gert Elling, uh, through to uh, some of the uh, regulars like Jamie Owens, Barney McCall, Paul Kukowski, Joe Kendama, etc. I imagine that they have some very interesting stories along the way. They do. They do. <laughs> Melbourne Books is your publisher. But the production of the actual physical books themselves is going crowdfunding through the Possible website. There are a number of rewards available, and I had a look through, and there's some great stuff there. Lessons, piano lessons, sax lessons, trumpet lessons. What a great way to go. Yes. The idea was to um, ensure that you know this would be a viable concern by generating uh, a number of pre-sales for the book. And you know, people can go to that website and make a pledge to buy a copy of the book or they can make a, um, a higher contribution if they want to take advantage of some of those offers that have been made. You know, for instance, um, piano lessons with Andrea Keller or Barney McCall, saxophone lessons with Julian Wilson, singing lessons with Dunn Weston and Michelle Nicole. Oh, wonderful. Um, drumming lessons with Ronnie Farrell or Ronnie Koshfoyber. What a great um, opportunity. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, really um, humbling that so many musicians were um, willing to get on board and uh, contribute their time and talent to uh, see the project uh, through to fruition. And there's even a few uh, Wangaratta jazz CDs. There's one from uh, the year 2000, a very rare double CD collection. There's uh, Some of those have been found just for this book release. What a wonderful way to remember the years of the Wangaratta Festival. Absolutely. Adrian, I'd like to say a very big thank you and to remind our listeners to support the production of the book by going to Posible, that's P-O-Z-I-B-L-E dot com, and search for literally that book. Up will pop your face in a bit of a video. All the rewards there, of course, are listed to go through as well. Yep, that would be much appreciated, and uh, thank you for your support there, David. A pleasure indeed, Adrian. Thank you so much for your time tonight. I do wish you every success with the book, 
the Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues 30 years. I'm looking forward to my copy arriving at some stage in the near future. Adrian, just before we go, I played the Zvenal Syndicate a moment ago. I thought we might go and do something a little bit more traditional, perhaps, by going back to Bob Barnard. What do you remember about Bob? He was a regular at the uh, festival for many years, because uh, if you want to hear that style of jazz trumpet, you're not going to hear anyone play it better than Bob. You know, no matter who's on stage, what, with him, uh, you know, might be guests from overseas, uh, Sweden or the UK, or even some of the younger generation um, modern players joining him on stage. Doesn't matter, Bob's just totally unflappable, just does what he does and sounds superb. Adrian, let's have another chat once the book has been released and I can sit here and thumb through the pages. It would be great to do that. Okay, look forward. My guest has been Adrian Jackson, author of the new book, Wangaratta Festival of Jazz and Blues, 30 Years. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9 and now you're listening to Bob Barnard. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.